Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the Common English Bible, and our reading is from Acts chapter 2, verses 3 through 21. <clears throat> Paul continued, I'm a Jew born in Tarsus and Cilicia, but raised in this city. Under Gamaliel's instruction, I was trained in the strict interpretation of our ancestral law. I am passionately loyal to God, just like you who are gathered here today. I harassed those who followed this way to their death, arresting and delivering both men and women into prison. The high priest and the whole Jerusalem council can testify about me. I received letters from them addressed to our associates in Damascus, then went there to bring those who were arrested to Jerusalem so they could be punished. During that journey, about noon, as I approached Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven encircled me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice asking me, Saul, Saul, why are you harassing me? I answered, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus the Nazarene, whom you are harassing, he replied. My traveling companions saw the light, but they didn't hear the voice of the one who spoke to me. I asked, What should I do, Lord? Get up, the Lord replied, and go into Damascus. There you will be told everything you have been appointed to do. I couldn't see because of the brightness of that light, so my companions led me by the hands into Damascus. There was a certain man named Ananias. According to the standards of the law, he was a pious man who enjoyed the respect of all the Jews living there. He came and stood beside me. <clears throat> Brother Saul, receive your sight, he said. Instantly I regained my sight, and I could see him. He said, the God of our ancestors has selected you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear this voice. You will be as witness to everyone concerning what you have seen and heard. What are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash away your sins as you call on his name. When I returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I had a visionary experience. I saw the Lord speaking to me. Hurry, he said, leave Jerusalem at once, because they won't accept your testimony about me. I responded, Lord, these people know I used to go from one synagogue to the next, beating those who believe in you and throwing them into prison. When Stephen, your witness, was being killed, I stood there giving my approval, even watching the clothes that belonged to those who were killing them. Then the Lord said to me, go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. So the word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. Today we look at Paul as we continue in our series about self-care with something that people may not think about as self-care. We see Paul taking responsibility for his actions and owning his past. And the reason I find this to be part of self-care is that when Paul's addressing people, he's not trying to sugarcoat his past and he's not trying to gloss over it and pretend like it didn't happen. And the reason I think this is important is because I think it gives Paul a kind of confidence and assuredness in what he's able to do and speak. Because Paul isn't worrying in the back of his head that he's got to try to cover up something, that he's got to pretend something didn't happen. Paul isn't interested in hiding who he was. But Paul's interested in moving forward while taking responsibility for his past actions. 
We hear this in various places in Paul's letters and in Acts. But here, when Paul is addressing the people, when he is on trial, he gives his own concise history of what's happened to him. That he's always been loyal to God, like those who are questioning him, that have him on trial in this place, that he's a Jew. He was instructed in strict interpretation of the law. And like the people around him, he harassed the followers of Christ. Now, Paul could have avoided this. He's got plenty of positive things to say and plenty of things that he talks about as being his mission. Paul could just talk about everything that's happened since then. We might ask why Paul wants to delve into his troubled past. It's not pleasant. It's not something that he would easily shrug off. He wants to rest the people of the way. He used to go about arresting the same kind of people that he now considers to be his brothers and sisters. But Paul talks about what changed. And Paul talks about his journey of change, about his visions, about being struck blind, about getting his sight back, and about going out. <coughs> about being called. He explains that he talked to God about his worries. That he's not sure he can go and face people in Jerusalem. That he can go to the Jews to preach about Christ because he was there watching over when Stephen was murdered. That he gave his approval to all that persecution. And he could leave all of this out. There's nothing saying he has to admit to his past mistakes. But I think Paul understands that trying to hide those things would be bad for him. Not just in his witness, but if Paul tries to hide his guilt and hide his past and hide those things away so it's like they'd never happened, then Paul has to deny a part of himself. Then he has to deal with the inward guilt. And then there's the guilt he has of not being honest with others about his past. And those things, they eat at us. We may not always be willing to recognize the way that they eat at us. But whenever we try to hide something and whenever we try to lie about it, we know that. And it hurts us internally. It hurts our hearts. And then if we're caught in a lie, then we're trying to undo the damage, we're trying to run interference, and we're trying to do all sorts of things that we never would have had to do if we had just been honest. And I think Paul recognizes this idea that if he's going to live an honest life and he's going to be the best that he can, that he has to take responsibility for his past. It may not always be pleasant, and it may not always make friends the way that he would like, but we know that even when he talks about needing to go out and bear witness, that the Lord knows he's got to leave Jerusalem. He's going to leave that part of his life behind. Because he's lost the trust of the people. Both the people who would love for him to carry on as a strict interpreter of the law persecuting Christ's church and also the trust of the people that would be able to help him in his mission. He's got to go out and rebuild trust 
And he's going to do it by going out to convert the Gentiles. So when he recounts his story and talks about his mission, owning that part of his history is an important part of being honest to himself and honest with God. Because I don't think it would be possible for for Paul to be an effective witness <coughs> if he's hiding his past. If he's hiding his mistakes and pretending they never happened, he's not going to be a good witness of Christ. Because all it takes is for one person to remember who he was. And then all the trust unravels. And then there's damage to Paul. That if in Paul's heart he knows what he needs to do, then he also needs to own what he's done. But it also means that Paul can move forward with a clear conscience, not claiming that what he did was right, not claiming that things were different, but looking back and saying, you know what, I was wrong. I treated these people horribly, and now I want to be one of them. And so in this, Paul is helping himself move forward by embracing his past and saying, that's who I was but that's not who I am. I was a man who was so zealous in keeping my strict interpretation of the law that I chased down the followers of Christ and I wanted to throw them in prison. And I was happy to watch them stone a man to death over it. And now I know I'm wrong. But Paul's also saying, if I can change, so can you. But Paul couldn't do it if he didn't have that in his heart. If he didn't know that God was willing to forgive him. Because if Paul can't accept that forgiveness for himself and let go, then he knows he can't forgive others. Because if he's still punishing himself, how can he speak of God's grace? So Paul is giving us this message about not only that he was wrong, but about this idea of change. It's about how we can overcome the past, not by hiding our mistakes, not by pretending that that's never who we were. Paul is saying, I saw things very differently than I do now, but this is who I am today. And I think that's an important message for us to take to heart. Because in Paul's heart, he has accepted Christ's redemption. He has accepted Christ into his life, and if he's going to walk with Christ, then he has to do it honestly. He knows there's going to be people that are going to be hard on him that aren't going to be as quick to forgive him until he's shown that he is a changed man. Paul can admit when he was wrong. And that's an important thing for us to be able to do because if we can take responsibility for our own actions and say, yes, I did that. Yes, that was me. So headstrong that I thought I couldn't be wrong and now I know I was. And being able to do that, Paul shows that it's in that that we accept Christ's forgiveness. And in showing that, he has worked to overcome his past and is focused on the future. And that's an important lesson for each of us to take in. The story of moving forward. Not burying the past and pretending it never happened. Not wallowing in the past and letting it be all that we are but saying this is the story of how I made it to who I am today, the good and the bad. But it doesn't weigh me down because the past doesn't define who I am today. The past shows that I can overcome. 
The past shows that I can learn from mistakes. The past shows that I can change. The past shows I can be forgiven. But to forgive ourselves, we must take responsibility. Paul's actions also show that it's His past isn't who he is. That now he is a follower of Christ and that he offers forgiveness to the people who are still thinking the way that he did. He isn't looking down on them, saying, look at you, you're all terrible for the things you're doing. He's saying, look, at one point I was you. But Christ changed my heart and changed my life. And you can too. Invite Christ in. He can change your life as well. And it's that blunt honesty from Paul that makes his story that much more trustworthy, that much more of an impact, that much more reliable. Because he's honest to others about himself. He isn't trying to say he's not flawed and that everyone else is. He's saying that he makes mistakes too. But it also gives him freedom. And it's that freedom that's part of our self-care. Because when we can embrace our past and take responsibility for it, it allows us to forgive ourselves and to move forward. That we accept Christ's forgiveness and move forward. Because it means that we can forgive others. It means that our hearts are not weighed down with a guilt that we aren't willing to share. It means that in being open and honest with ourselves, we can be open and honest with others. That we can be open and honest with Christ. That we can invite the Holy Spirit in knowing that we're not pretending that we can hide something from God. And in that, Christ lifts a burden off our shoulders, reminding us that we are not defined by our mistakes. Christ sees who we can be. So take responsibility for your past, for your actions. Set right the wrongs that you may have committed, but know that in doing so, it shows who you want to be today. And that who you were isn't who you are now. And even if you haven't been willing to do it until now, take that freedom that Christ gives us to be forgiven and to forgive that we may forgive ourselves so that we can move forward with our hearts lighter, knowing that Christ is with us every step of the way, that we may walk forward into the light, never having to hide who or what we are, but walking forward knowing that God loves us and that God forgives us so that we can share that hope with others, knowing the freedom that it gives us to have our hearts lightened by Christ's presence so that we may all go forward in the peace and in the love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.